Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Two and nineteen seventy-two prices, and nothing is soft. Spit right up, right up. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apio. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today, and the Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via the Bowl Show Sundays on seven two from eleven a.m. Wonderful to have your company. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of of Without Bias right around Australia. Wherever you're consuming us, you can be downloading the podcast. However you're listening to us, it's fantastic to have your company. We're still not quite at the point where we can be back out there, but things are starting to improve and some restrictions starting to be lifted in each each state. All of the guidelines from a bowls perspective is available at bowls.com.au. Jump online. Everything that you need to know is there and improvements are being made all the time when it comes to restrictions, and hopefully we can be back out on the green sooner rather than later. As always, with our biases, with thanks to the Bowl Show. Nice little show. Sunday, 7-2 from 11 a.m. or last week at the special time of 2 p.m. So check your local guides. And for Apia, we're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. In about 10 minutes from now, Zane Meek and Laurie, the sports manager at the Moama Bowls Club, will join us. They did an outstanding job hosting the Bowls Premier League early this year, and I'm absolutely certain that they have an appetite for more big events. So we'll talk to him about that. But we talk about the big names on this show, and we talk about the powerful people. We we go straight to the top. We go to the president of Bowls Australia, Daryl Cloud, who joins us as our feature guest today here on Without Bias. Daryl, thanks for your time. Jack, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm not quite sure the word powerful <laughs> applies to me, but uh, there you go. You You said it. Don't you dare sell yourself short on this show, Daryl. Hey, um, how are you going with with isolation and with, uh, like all of us, just trying to work our way through these crazy times? Oh, well, I'm, I'm still here. Uh, there's plenty to do in isolation, but uh, unfortunately, like uh, most of about 600,000 other frustrated bowlers, I haven't been able to get under the, onto the greens yet, but... Uh, Look, uh, people, people are being patient. I think uh, uh, to date, um, people have been very, very good about uh, observing all the rules and regulations that have uh, had to necessarily been put in place. Uh, and, you know, you just keep uh, using the phrase that the Prime Minister uses all the time, that uh, the other side will eventually, mm. uh, will eventually get there. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a really good way to look at things. Do you, do you get the sense that once we're back to a point where we're allowed to start playing in one way, shape or form. Do you get the sense that the, the sport, like so many other sports, will, will have a, a little bit of a mini peak in a way because we haven't been able to, to do what we want to do that people will be really keen to get back out there? Look, that would be great if that actually happened. Um, I've got no sense that that will happen. I'm, I'd just be happy to see the, the people who were bowling uh, the day before we said they couldn't bowl anymore to, to come back. Um, my my sense is that uh, you know we unfortunately we may lose some people. Yep. I think that uh, speaking to other uh, sporting bodies and and administrators, they they're feeling the same way that this this long layoff, if you like, uh, may have, uh, may may mean that uh, not everyone comes back to the sport they love. But I think uh, once once we get to that other side, it's up to us at Bowls Australia and the state and territory associations and, and dare I say, uh, you know, our, our partner broadcasters 
to try and convince people that uh, a bowling green is a great place to be and uh, uh, get back there if you were a bowler and if, you ha- if you've never bowled, give it a go. Let's talk about you, Daryl. Uh, in the last few days, some very exciting news from your own personal point of view that you'll be taking on a role with World Bowls. Well, that's, that's right. Uh, there's been a, an election process going on for, uh, seems interminable, but it's only been about two months. <laughs> and uh, the results were declared on, uh, on Saturday, uh, and I've been elected to the Board of World Bowls. So I, I make up uh, a, a, new, uh, a, a new board. Yep. Uh, there have been a number of retirements from the old board uh, this time, and we've got three or four new members on the board. So it'll be interesting to see how how that uh, that works with some new ideas and some new energy. Um, I, I the reason I, I nominated for uh, for the board was that uh, I'd, I'd announced my intention to stand down as the BA president at the end of my current term in October. Mm. Uh, uh, that would have given me eight years on the board and three years as president, which I thought was long enough, and that time to to uh, give someone else a, a crack. Uh, you know, the boards always need to refresh themselves. I think that's always been my uh, my my theme, uh, and I coincidentally I ran into the current Oceania director, who Wayne Moffat, who you would yes, know, yep. uh, at the World Bowls Challenge at Moama, uh, and and mentioned I was finishing up, and we talked about having to find someone to replace me, and and he expressed an interest, uh, so uh, in coming onto the onto the BA board, so we discussed the possibility as his term on the World Bowls board was ending in June, and uh, he wasn't going to re-nominate for another term if he became a BA board member. So the light bulb moment came and I thought that uh, nominating for the World Bowls board would be an appropriate thing to do to to ensure representation on the board from the largest of the uh, the countries which make up the organisation. And and also I thought that my experience and certainly my contacts with BA, uh, the board and the staff would be an asset for the World Bowls board. Oh, We've un- already undoubtedly. Got We've already got a strong relationship with the World Bowls Board, having hosted many of their World Bowls events here in Australia, as you know, and you've mm. been part of that. And sharing with them the, the marketing campaign that we developed based around the local legends theme, again, which you know about. So so it could be tailored for an international market. So uh, I stuck my name down, and fortunately, <laughs> uh, I got the support from the Oceania countries, and uh, I take up my new role on the 1st of June. And... and- World Bowls is the fortunate one, Daryl. No question about that. I, I think about someone like uh, Alex Marshall, uh, again, someone you know very well, and he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to play the sport. Every time he comes to Australia to play an event, whether it's the Bowls Premier League, whether it's the Australian Open, he was here for the Commonwealth Games a couple of years ago at Broad Beach. He's forever singing the praises of the way that Australia run events. So is that something that you'll look to to take on? I mean, it's got the endorsement of someone like Alex with the way that Bowls Australia run their events currently? Oh, look, I think that's, that's a great endorsement from a, a man like, <laughs> like Alex. And I have heard him say that. I, he's never said it directly to me, but uh, uh, it's, it's it, as I said, it's a, it's a great end, endorsement. And, and that would be one area that uh, I'd hope that uh, the expertise that I've gained over the last eight years would be able to help with World Bowls and their, and their major events. We've, of course, we have a lot of them here in Australia, and uh, recently most of them. Uh, so, and, and we'll have another one uh, this time next year, hopefully, uh, COVID-19 allowing. Uh, you know, we've just had to cancel the World Championships, which were due for uh, May, June this year, unfortunately. Uh, but we've rescheduled them for the same time next year. So 
hopefully I'll be I'll be part of uh, the organising group of, of that uh, that championship and uh, and can bring to bear some of the experience that uh, that I've gained over the last eight years. It's a very difficult time for all sports. No, we all acknowledge that. Um, but Bowls Australia are developing a COVID nineteen response plan, which is fantastic, and they're calling for clubs nationwide uh, to complete a, a national survey to help try and gather evidence and information. Why at this time is, is this particular project so important for clubs? Well, I think it's important to make sure that they know uh, what they need to reopen their doors. I have heard yesterday uh, a report from Clubs New South Wales who are concerned that up to 40% of the clubs that are, are currently closed down may never reopen again. Now, yeah. we we don't want that, ha- that to happen with any of our clubs. I mean, that's that's a incredible figure and and you would hope that they were they were uh, talking on the high side of things but you'd hope that everyone would be able to reopen again but we want to make sure that clubs know what it is uh, that they need to to reopen their doors we want to be able to we want them to interrogate themselves if you like yep. to to work out certainly their financial arrangements their the, the the issues around membership and getting people back through their doors uh, we want to collect as much data as we can about them, so the, the, firstly they know what it is they require, and 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 for us to look at areas where we may be able able to support them, even in even in uh, advocating for them with uh, with their local councils, with state government, with federal government to provide some assistance to make sure that they can get back to where they were uh, pre-COVID-19. Daryl, as I let you go, uh, your involvement in sport across a, a number of different codes, and I mean, it's like reading your LinkedIn profile here, but New South Wales Sport and Rec, you were involved in the New South Wales Institute of Sport as a director, president of Softball Australia, vice president of World Softball, just to name a few. You, you've seen sport for a very, very long time. You've seen the good and you've seen the bad. How is Bowles positioned right now? COVID-19 aside, how do you think Bowles is positioned as a sport within the Australian landscape? I think it's an important part of the Australian sporting landscape, and that's been recognised by many far and wide. It's, it's, it's the the numbers that we were seeing uh, actually participating in the sport are increasing year by year. Um, I think uh, we've, we've, you would know that uh, the the participation rates have gone up. Uh, the, the challenge for us is to make sure that we can turn. Or, or try and ensure that we turn those numbers into registered memberships. That's that's a challenge for us. But as long as you are getting people onto the green and the numbers are, are continue to rise, then I think we're in a good place. I hope that uh, that people realise that you know, the sport that we we lay out for them is not is for everyone. Every from I used to used to have a, a saying called "From Seven to Heaven," and that's that everyone from from between those two stages of their fights, uh, should find some time to get onto uh, onto a bowling green, and that's that's the vision that we yep. have. That at some time, everyone in Australia will will uh, be take part in in a bowling uh, exercise. So, no, yeah, I've no doubt about that, and just the way that people talk about bowls so affectionately now, even just from a barefoot perspective, it's. It's evidence of the good work that you and, and Neil Dalrymple, the CEO, and all of the, the staff involved at Bowls Australia have done. And long may it continue. Daryl, I'm sure that we'll catch up between now and when your presidency ends in October. But thanks for joining us today on Without Bias. It's been fantastic to catch up. 
Pleasure, Jack. Thanks for having me. Stay safe. Daryl Clout, the president of Bowls Australia, joining us on the other side of this. We'll talk to Zane Meek and Laurie from the Moama Bowls Club here on Without Bias. From the wide outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. And The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 11am. Nice to have your company here on Without Bias. It's all thanks to The Bowl Show, which is travelling nicely at the moment. You can stay engaged with the sport every Sunday on 7-2. Check your local guides. And for Apia, we're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. The Moama Bowls Club are a fantastic bowls club. They did an outstanding job hosting the most recent Bowls Premier League. And they're also a great model about how you can connect with your local community. Not everyone in the community has to play bowls, but if you can have a connection with the club, you're one step ahead. And they have been doing that for quite some time. A man who's been a key part of that is Zane Meek and Laurie, the sports venue manager at the Moama Bowls Club, who joins me here on Without Bias. Zane, thanks for your time. Yeah, no worries, Jack. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate it. Um, how are things at the moment? It's, I guess, from we've just spoken to Daryl Clout from a Bowls Australia point of view, and we know that there's no action on the greens. Are your members telling you that they're hanging out for it to come back? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, like everyone, they um, everyone wants to get back into a little bit of normality, but uh, I suppose at the same time, everyone um, respects and appreciates uh, the broader situation that we're all in, so... Yeah, I mean, we're just sort of preparing for when that, that day comes, I suppose, and, and sort of to, I suppose, um, ease back into it along the way, um, you know, with whatever uh, restrictions are put upon us. You, I mentioned your role within the community, uh, and you do an outstanding job of that. Tell us about the, the distribu- distribution, I should say, of meals into the community. How did that all come about? Um, yeah, so initially it came about, I think, um, just from, from when we were first shut down. Obviously, we had a lot of food. Uh, on hand that, that was no use to us and um, rather than you know getting rid of it we, we cooked that up with our chefs and distributed it to a couple of uh, local community groups for those that are doing it um, fairly tough at the moment um, and then the, the you know the response we got from that I suppose and, and we just the, the impact we saw that it had um, we commit continued that um, throughout the week um, since then so it's pretty much every day we do about 400 soups um, plus some other stuff to the couple of community groups locally um, keeps a couple of our chefs and, and other staff involved as well and gives us a good link um, to that the community locally and those uh, more in need. Uh, it's a fantastic initiative. And, I mean, all clubs have got to think on their feet at the moment and all organisations have to think on their feet. You've done that as a way to connect with your members. Some social media stuff has been absolutely superb. I've been drawn to five minutes with Zane. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, that actually wasn't, that wasn't my idea. But, yeah... Um, <laughs> It was um, oh, one of our marketing manager, George, he, he came up with that idea. We, we'd started some other initiatives like the cooking show for a lot of our social members to get them um, involved in the page and just to connect with the, the club itself um, remotely through Facebook. Um, and then, obviously, with the cooking ones were very popular, so he decided, um, yeah, we'd do a few bowls ones. Um, once a week, we're doing that, five minutes. Um, so, yeah, we're, and that'll, that'll develop um, over the next coming weeks as well to do a few different things. So... Again, it's just about keeping our bowls members at our home, sitting on the computers, um, and our broader social members and the broader community involved with the club. Can we get you involved in the cooking ones? What are, What are you like in the <laughs> I kitchen? Did mention, I did mention that. I, I actually we can't. <laughs> I don't. I'd probably make good television, but I don't know how um, <laughs> how much viewers at home would get out of it. Yeah, 
Um, no, but look, we're going to try and mix up and do a few different things um, as we get in the weeks continue, um, depending on how long, much longer we are sitting at home. So, yeah, no, it's been really good. The feedback's been great. Excellent. I'll look forward to whatever your uh, number one dish is. We'll, uh, we'll check that out on social media. Hey, it probably feels like a lifetime ago, but it, it was a really busy end to 2019 and start to 2020. You had the World Bowl cha- Bowls Challenge, which was just awesome, and, and I hope we see more of that. Uh, UBC event, one of the biggest prize purses in the sport, and then the Bowls Premier League, uh, the 11th edition of that. It's been a crazy few months for you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was, we we're only saying the other week um, at the club that, yeah, as you mentioned, the, the BPL seems like a lifetime ago, but really it was only a couple of months ago. And um, yeah, look, obviously um, a lot has been talked about the success of not only our team but the the event um, and venue itself. So we were really proud of that, and um, our members and community um, really appreciated it and really got behind it. So. Um, all, all things going well. We're looking at that that event and, and the other events you talked about returning um, again at Moama Bowling Club. I'd imagine the feedback would have been phenomenal, Zane, and not just from people who live in the Echuca Moama region, but from from just general bowls fans. And I, I would expect, I, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. I, I reckon you'll have more people who will make it as part of a bit of a destination and a bit of a holiday based on what they saw. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, especially the way the broadcast, as you know, you know, showcased the, the region and the area. Um, if, you, if you came for a few days um, for the next BPL or, or other events, um, obviously there's plenty on hand to do in the area. Um, and I know certainly just from the last event, there were a number of groups um, that, that did that, that came down, stayed for a few days and, and saw the sights as well as, um, as the bowls at night. And I think that's the great thing about the BPL is it's um, predominantly um, a nice uh, event. Um, so you can do stuff during the day and then, then hit the bowls at night. How important was it for the steamers to win it? With all of that in mind and, and trying to build this event that you're going to have for the next few years, how crucial was it that, that your men and women were able to salute? Oh, yeah, look, I, I wouldn't say crucial, but I think it certainly helped the event become what it was. Um, as, as you know, any event um, with the BPL, when you've got the home side um, in the finals and, and certainly in the grand final, and then to win it, it, it just that crowd uh, interaction and atmosphere, it really boosts that. Um, and obviously on a personal level for our all our volunteers um, and club staff and everyone that, that helped out and members, um, it was really a great reward for them, I thought, um, at the end of the week. So that was probably the, the proudest part for me, just to see all the members that, that really chipped in uh, over the four or five days um, be rewarded with that. And, and, of course, the players. I mean, the players, you know, we've, we've had a solid team for quite some time and, and Ryan and especially Michael in that side had, had been with us for quite some time. So to see them rewarded again um, was really good as well. Does, um, does Michael Walker get his statue now at the front of the Moama Bowls Club? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he's, that's, um, that shot's been... <laughs> that's got more more plays on Facebook than, um, than um, a few, you know, a few other things. But, yeah, no, look, he's... Um, yeah, as I said, well-deserved. Again, Michael's been a, a member of ours at the Bowls Club for 20-odd years. He, he's really been um, solid and solidly committed to the club and, and loyal. So, you know, it's well-deserved. And so it's really great to see that from Michael, I think. Yeah, and um, and, and yeah. it was such a popular popular moment, wasn't it? Just because of, not just because of the shot and, and Murray winning, but just for the sort of guy that Michael is and how popular he is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, you know, as you know, the, the night there was... Um, Three quarters of the fans were um, obviously locals, and, and yeah, just to really get behind him when he played that bowl, and, and the hours and um, hours afterwards <laughs> throughout the evening was 
it was really good. Um, and that's what it's all about. You know, that's what the sport's all about. It's about um, connecting with, with each other and, and members and celebrating the, the characters in the sport. So, you know, that, that side of it was really good. Yeah, it, it was fantastic and a, and a moment that we'll remember for quite some time. Zane, thanks for being with us. Great to, to catch up and have you on Without Bias this week. And uh, we'll be back out there sooner rather than later. So I know that Moama will be ready for it when that moment comes. So until then, stay safe and thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Cheers. Zane Meek and Laurie does an outstanding job, and I mean an outstanding job as the sports venue manager at the Moama Bowls Club. And like a lot of clubs, they're planning, they're looking forward, and they're doing a really, really good job of that as well. Don't forget bowls.com.au for all the information that you need every single week. And as we start to get closer, we heard Daryl Clout talking earlier in the show about uh, some of the removal of restrictions and some of the changes, all the information that you need there about how it relates to your club is at bowls.com.au. Don't forget the Bowl Show, Sundays on 7-2 at the new time of 2 p.m. Yes, that's right, 2 p.m. But as I always urge you to do, check your local guides. But we'll be back this week at 2 p.m. And a big thanks as well to AP, a great supporters of us here on Without Bias. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll see you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91